Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you decided to connect with me again for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to continue with Back to the Basics. This is part three of our series for the new year, Back to the Basics, and we've been talking about quiet time with the Lord, the importance of our quiet time with the Lord. I do believe as we start this new year off right, we need to spend some time with God and allow him to speak to our heart so that he can give us some direction and insight. One of the things that I hate more than anything in the world is a lack of direction. I just don't like knowing where I'm going or what's going on in my life. I don't like to leave anything up to chance. And so spending some time with the Lord, even when I'm frustrated, even when things are just not working the way that I thought that they would, spending time with God makes it better because it gives me his insight. It gives me his perspective on things. And we need that more than anything else in the world. This is a teaching podcast. So go and grab your Bibles and something to write with. Again, I believe I have some wonderful things to share with you. Once again, this is a part three of this Back to the Basics. And so today we're going to talk specifically about how to begin a daily quiet time, how to begin a daily quiet time in case you're trying to figure out, well, how do I get started? How do I get the bat off my shoulder? I pray that this show will be a blessing to you. So when we talk about how to begin a daily quiet time with the Lord, number one, we need to select a specific time. So the best time to have a quiet time is when I'm at my best. Because if you're not at your best, you don't even want to be with God. You don't even want to get up and do what you need to do to spend time with the Lord. Your mind is not in it. Your heart is not in it. So I would suggest to you that you need to do it when you are at your best. Give God the best part of your day not your leftovers. You wouldn't want to be with someone and they really don't want to be there. You can tell that they really would rather be somewhere else. And so we don't want to offend the Spirit of God, but we want to give him the best part of our day and not our leftovers. I want to give you some reasons why you might want to consider an early morning quiet time. So a few examples is some Bible characters like Abraham and Jacob and Moses and Hannah, Job, Hezekiah, David, Daniel, and even the master Jesus. They spent the early part of their time in the morning spending time with the Lord. I think there's a magic there, some insight, some wisdom, some knowledge there that we need to gain. And so it seems logical to begin the day with it. Don't wait, in my opinion now, don't wait until, you know, it's 5 p.m., it's 7 p.m. to spend time with God. You really don't have much energy, I feel, 
at those times of days or in that time of morning. But if you would take some time, you know, when you got a burst of energy in the morning and it's a sacrifice too, you want to sacrifice and get up and talk to the father and let him understand, you know, pour out your heart to him and allow him to minister to you and to help you and to shape you and mold you and really give you some things. I think that morning time, man, is really going to be a blessing to your life. And you also want to set the action. You don't want to react all the time. And being able to set an action, getting God's mindset, I really believe when you start your day off first with God, he helps you throughout the day. The day goes better. It goes smoother. You got some wisdom. You know, he tells you what's going to happen before it does. So you're not anxious. You're not nervous. You're not afraid. See, the Lord wants to impart some things to you. He wants to tell you about a situation that might happen at your job and give you an answer. He want to tell you some things that may happen at school with your kids before they even get to school. So you'll know how to pray. So you'll know how to navigate through life's pitfalls. Life is already hard enough. But God says, I want to make your life easy. He did say, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So it does seem logical to begin your day, uh, the first part of your day, spending some time with the Lord. I also believe the best time to tune your instrument is before you play the concert, not after. So when we think of it in terms of that, we're tuning our instrument, our heart, our mind, our spirit, before we get out in the world and do our assignment and go to work and do mom things and dad things, you know, before the demand comes through our door, I'm tuning up my heart. I'm tuning up my instrument. So think of, of life spending time with God in that manner. I don't just want to get out there and wing it. And so this quiet time with God is like spending time with a coach, spending time with a mentor. And we know Jesus is the master planner. And so he knows how to help you to become all the things that you desire to be so that when we get out and do the things that we have to do, not necessarily what we want to do, but the things that we have to do, we can do it at a high level and give glory to God while we're doing it. Also, it demonstrates that meeting with God is your first priority. You give him the first part of your day. Is God a priority for you? Only you can answer that. If he is, then I want you to give to him what is first. Again, not to be redundant, don't give God leftovers, the lint in your pocket. Don't give God, you know, something that you wouldn't give somebody else. You know, you wouldn't give your children. You know, people say how much they love their kids, but when their kids need them, they're never there. They're always busy. You know, you wouldn't do that to somebody you love. And we should love God far more than our spouse, far more than our kids, far more than our jobs or anything else that we have, because it's because of God that we have these things. So we need to be intentional and make God a priority and do that. Because I'm going to tell you something, man, God really wants to spend some time with you. Think about that. The God of the universe that made everything, he wants to be with you. 
And I think that fascinates me. I don't fully understand it because God is so vast. He's so perfect. Everything about him is, is sometimes it's a mystery, man, the things that he is able to do. But he is God. And to think that he wants to spend some time with me, you think people would be kicking open the doors to make him the first part of their day, but that's not really the case. So we need a revelation. We need God to touch our heart again. We need an awareness of what we are missing when we don't spend time with God. It's just like working out. I hear people who really love to work out, man, and they make working out a priority of their day, and they can rattle off a list of benefits. My mind is fresher. I'm not as stressed. I'm not as angry. I'm nicer to people. So, man, they like, I love working out because I love how it makes me feel. So they can give you reasons why and benefits. What's the same thing when you spend time with God? When you start doing it, you cannot not do it anymore because you know the benefits of it. So as you begin to spend time with the Lord, you might want to categorize or you might want to make a mental note. This is how I feel when I come out of the presence of God. This is how I feel when I'm with the Lord, because those things will give uh, your quiet time meaning. It's not something you're doing because you feel bad about it. You trying to check some check mark box uh, or whatever the case may be, but you really actually are getting something meaningful when you have some quiet time with the Lord. And you are more likely many times to be more rested. Your mind is less cluttered and is often the quietest time when you do it in the morning. I know for me, my wife is not up, my kids are not up. I'm able to really just focus. You know, there's not, the TV's not on. This is not happening. That's not happening. It's just a serene time. But, you know, after 8, 9, 10 o'clock, things are moving, things are shaking, cars are outside, people blowing horns. I mean, it's just all kind of madness sometimes after a certain part of the day. So I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to see nothing. I don't want to be distracted. You know what I mean? I just want to lock into God. He's going to lock into me, and then we're going to work it out. And we're going to hash it out. You know what I'm saying? We're going to, you know, if it's something I did that I shouldn't have done, the Lord's going to rebuke me about that. You know, if it's something that I'm missing, you know, I wasn't nice to my wife. I didn't listen to my son. You know, I wasn't as caring as I should have been. It's in that quiet time, man, that God can help you to be more like him. You can't be more like God if you don't spend time with him. So we need to put away, you know, a lot of these mantras and sayings. It sounds good, but if you're not spending time with God, how can you get his heart? How can you get his mind? How can you understand the direction he wants to take you to? You know, you get you get offended. You, you know, you uh, insensitive towards people around you. God says, let's work that out in the quiet time. And you'll find out when you work out some things behind the scenes, when you get in front of people and when you start talking to people, you know, God will have already prepared you for certain conversations. He will have already prepared your spirit 
for what you need to say to people. You know, he'll already, you know, give you some things that you may not need to answer and some things that you need to answer. Also, some things that you need to deal with. And then some things that the Spirit of the Lord will tell you in your quiet time, you don't need to deal with this right now. Allow yourself to be fed and ministered. While you're ministering to God, God says, I want to minister to you. But whatever time you set, I want you to be consistent. I'm going to say that again. Whatever time you set, I think morning is, is better. I think morning is great. But whatever time you deem, I want you to be consistent. Here's why. We think when we tell people something, they're not listening or they really could care less. But I want you to know when you tell God something, he waiting for you. He's listening. He, so if you say to God, Lord, I'm going to meet you at 8 a.m. in the morning, trust me, he's there before you get there. And when you're not there, it grieves the Holy Spirit because he's waiting to be with you. You know, again, we tell people things and they not listening or if they are, they really could care less. But God is not that way. And he's not trying to hold you something to hit you over the head with it when you mess up or you oversleep or you just didn't feel like doing it today. I'm just saying to you, it grieves the Holy Spirit. Imagine you mark off your calendar and you wanted to spend some time with the best friend and then they call you the night before or the day of or not at all. And it, and you like, well, what's up? You couldn't call me. You couldn't tell me. You didn't, you know, something came up. You, you know, you didn't want to be with me, whatever the case may be. You wouldn't like that. So imagine if you wouldn't like it, you know, the Holy Spirit don't like it. He's grieved because maybe it would be that day that he would tell you some things that would take your life to the next level, that would really have turned your life in another direction so that you can finally reach that goal and dream. So we need to make this time hollowed and be consistent in terms of us spending time with the Lord. Now, how long should a quiet time be? So let me just give you three guidelines. I would start with 15 minutes and let it grow from there. I've always said this. If you can't bench press 50 pounds, you most certainly can't do 100 pounds. So this is not a time for you to be a wonder and say, you know what, I'm going to go in here and I'm just going to spend an hour with God. And then after the first 10 minutes, you about to fall asleep or you not interested because we got to build our spiritual muscles. So we're not trying to impress God because he already know what you about. He already know what you can handle. But I would say 15 minutes is a good barometer and grow from there. Don't watch the clock. Don't, don't watch the clock. That's going to mess you up. The longer you watching the clock, the longer it's going to be. Just spend about 15 minutes with God. Now, if you want to set an alarm, that's fine. But I'm just saying we're after uh, quality, uh, not quantity. So we want to emphasize that when we're spending time with God. This is quality time with God, not a quantity kind of situation. Because, see, God wants to meet you for spiritual breakfast. You know, they say that breakfast is the most uh, 
part of the day or the best part of the day where you need to eat a really good meal in case you can't get lunch or dinner or whatever the case may be. Whether that's true, I'm not sure. But I do know that us spending time with the Lord is like that spiritual breakfast. It's like that impartation. It's like, uh, again, being mentored by a master trainer. You know, when you really believe that somebody got something to say to you, you're not going to mess around. You know, you're going to make sure that you are on time, you are there, and that you are ready to hear from the things that God wants to say to you. Now, that was all under select a specific time, which was number one. Number two, choose a special place. Jesus, the Bible says in Luke chapter 22, verse 39, the Good News Translation says that Jesus left the city and went, as he usually did, to the Mount of Olives to pray. I think that's great because it lets us know some things about Jesus. He loved to spend quiet time with God in prayer. And the scripture says he did as he usually did. Look how consistent he was. He went to the Mount of Olives. He went there to pray. And in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, it says, very early, there it is, in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went to a solitary place where he prayed. So we see two scriptures here that lets us know that Jesus had a special place where he prayed, and he had a certain time of morning, a certain time that he went and he saw the Lord and he spent time with him. And like I said at the first show, when I start talking about this Back to the Basics series, I said that God wants to give you some special things. He wants to bless you immensely. But you making the time to spend with him is going to determine what your new year is going to be like. I want to urge you and push you. Choose a special place in your home, wherever you go. Deem that place the place where you and God make that connection. Number three. Gather the resources you need. Here's, I'm going to give you a couple. Number one, your Bible. And make sure you can read it. Make sure it's big print where you're not squinting. Make sure it's a Bible that you're familiar with. People always want, do I need to get King James? Do I need to get the Living Bible? Do I need to get this Bible, that Bible, a Thompson Chain reference, the dates annotate, whatever it may be. I always say to them, get a Bible you're familiar with. Get a Bible you can read and understand, but more importantly, make sure you have the Word of God with you because as you spend some quiet time with God, He's going to lead you in your reading time, a scripture that He wants to drop into your spirit. So you want to make sure you honor God by bringing the Word of God, your Bible with you in your quiet time with God. Make sure that you have a notepad. Why? Because you want to write down what the Lord speaks to you about. And you also want to keep a prayer list. So, you know, as I get older, you know, sometimes I don't remember things like I did when I was 20. And I don't want to, you know, go off of what I'm uh, trying to put in my mind at that time because I just might forget. But here's what I will say. The important things that God is saying to you, you need to write it down. Think about your Bible. It's a catalog of God's thoughts that he had pinned down on paper that he didn't want you to forget. And we know that God remembers everything. 
but he still wanted to deliver it to you so that you could read what was written down. Think about that. These are notes from God himself about how he wants to help you, bless you, push you, encourage you, motivate you. So take a pen and some paper and get a notebook and take that with you uh, as it relates to your resources that you need. And lastly, this may sound a little old school. Maybe you want to take a song book in your time of worship. You know, people like to write music and sing, and maybe you want to serenade the Lord. Nothing wrong with that. You know, you want to sing to God and you just don't want to shoot from the hip. So maybe you want to sing a hymn to him, an anthem to him, a praise song to him. Take that songbook in there, man, and sing to your God. He loves to hear your voice. You may not be able to sing like your favorite artist, but the Bible says make a joyful noise. You see, it don't have to be perfected. Just make a joyful noise. I'm telling you, God wants to spend some time with you, and it would make the heart of God feel great if you sang a worship song. It just brings that bond together, closer, knitter, and tighter like never before. Point number four, begin with the right attitude. I think that is so key when we're spending time with the Lord. Your attitude needs to be right. And I want to give you just a few of these things. Reverence, that's so key. Re we need to be reverential when we are spending time with God. When we're going before a holy God, we need to reverence that time with him. We need to reverence him. This is God, the holy one of Israel. This is God, the lover of your souls. This is God, the heir that you breathe, the life in you. This is God, your blesser, your redeemer, your savior. You need to reverence that in your heart. So make sure you have a reverential place for God. Psalms 46 and 10 says, be still and know that I'm God. See, it's in that quiet place where we can be still and reverence his presence and know, be well assured that you are with God. Be totally aware that God is right there with you living inside of you. Also, let there be some expectancy. So you got to prepare your heart. I'm preparing, I'm expecting something to happen in our quiet time. I'm expecting a prayer to be answered. I'm expecting God to give me some insight on this. I'm expecting God to speak to my heart through the word. I'm expecting God to do something. I think we just don't expect God to do anything anymore. God says, when you come into my presence, man, I'm looking for some expectation. I'm looking for some faith. I want to know that you still believe. I want you, God says, I want to know that you are still as excited of what I said to you on day one. And now it's 201. And you still waiting, but I want you to be just as excited the first day that I talk to you. And that's why I think it's so important that we have some expectation. Psalms 119 verse 18 says, open my eyes to see wonderful things in your word. That's what we need, saints, our eyes to be open. I often tell people this all the time and they'll ask me, I don't get anything out of the word. And I say to them, do you ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand what you read? 
God's got to open your eyes. This is not some magazine. This is not a newspaper. This is not the Wall Street Journal. No, this is God's word. And you've got to be spiritual to be able to get this. So ask the Holy Spirit before you start reading your Bible in your quiet time, ask the Lord to open your eyes to see, get revelation to the mystery he's trying to unfold to you so he can make it real to you. And then our willingness to obey. This is so powerful. Are you willing to obey what God tells you in quiet time? You may not want to do it, but God is saying, are you willing to obey? Obedience is better than sacrifice. You'll stop all the sacrificing if you just obey God. And that is how you can determine your growth and your time spent with God. Are you quick to obey? Are you willing? The Bible says if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. You're not going to starve. You're going to eat. And God said, I want you to eat, man. I'm tired of life kicking you around. So you got to be willing to obey. John chapter 7, verse 17, the good news translation says, whoever is willing to do what God wants will know. Isn't that powerful? If you're willing to do what God says, he said, you'll know what to do. So we have, you and I have, no excuses to this. We have to be willing. Now, finally, my last point, point number five, follow a simple plan. And I want to give you a simple plan. And under the guise of following this simple plan, I have five things that I want to share with you because I think this is so important when you are spending some quiet time with God. just want to give you a plan that you can follow. The first part of it is relax. Just relax. Be still and quiet. Slow down. Prepare your heart. Take a few breaths and wait on God. Just don't rush in. So just relax. Slow your spirit down. Slow down. Don't be so anxious. Sometimes we're so anxious when we're spending time with God because we just have not calmed down. You got so many things in your heart, so many things in your mind. And I would say this. This is why I do believe doing it in the morning is key because you're more fresher and you don't have all these floods of thoughts because if you do it at 5 p.m., the day has just been crazy and you got all this stuff in your mind. This happened at work. This happened at home. You got this phone call. The school called you. This about your kids. You just got too many things you're contending with. So praying in the morning and being able to relax you can get in the presence of the Lord, in my opinion, more quickly. So you need to relax. Number two, you need to read. Take some time and read. This is a plan. Maybe uh, get you a planner and a scripture that's there. And if it um, jives with your heart and with your spirit, you can read. Uh, select that passage out of the word of God. Begin reading maybe where you left off the day before. Read until you feel God has told you something. I'm going to say that again. Read until you feel God has told you something, then stop and think about it. I ask people, you know, when they're trying to read the Bible, you know, what are you getting, this, that, and the other, and they may say a few things. And then I ask them, what do you want to know? They say, you know, I just want to get close to God. 
and I always recommend the Gospels. You want to get close to God, read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It just gives you some insight into the heart of Jesus, what he did, what he didn't do, the things that he believed, his principles, his values, you know, how he moved in the earth realm. You can find those things out in the gospel. So that's a kind of a good place that you can start right there in the gospels. Number three, I want you to reflect, right? So when we're reflecting, we're meditating on God's word. So think about the passage and what it means to your life. Write down your thoughts. Part of reflecting is memorizing verses that speak to you in a special way. And so we want to reflect on some things after we, you know, finish reading, we want to slow the tape down and we want to use our mind. Huh? Use your mind and think about it. Use your mind and gather and ponder some things that the Spirit of the Lord said to you as you reflect. Number four, record. I think this is key. Write out a personal application statement that is practical, that is passable. That word passable means satisfactory and measurable, something you can measure, something that you can look at over a span of three weeks uh, to uh, two months and say, you know what, this is what I did and these were the results. So you got to be serious about this. Before you say that the word of God don't work, I want you to record some things, write down something, because we do know or should know that application is so important to the scripture. You can read it, but if you're not going to do it, you're not going to see any results. So let's make sure that we are writing out some things, right? And God will begin to correct you in terms of some things that you're doing and as you write it out, he's giving you the answers. So just make sure that you're recording this time. And finally, number five, request. And I put this last. Don't start asking God first. Make your requests last. And I think that's so key because we need to conclude our quiet time by talking to God about what he has shown us and then making your requests from your prayer list. God doesn't have an issue with your prayer list, but let's not bring that to him right now. Scripture says, let's enter into his gates with thanksgiving, enter into his courts with praise. Let's just be happy to be with God before we start running down our prayer list and this that we need and that that we need and the bills that are not paid and people we don't like and how we want God to take our enemies off the face of the earth. And come on, y'all know how we can be but we need to just love God and be with him. But having a request is all a part of your quiet time with God. And I believe when you kind of follow this little plan, you can, uh, as you begin to go through it, you know, you can ask some other things, but I think this is a good place to start. I want to encourage you to begin your quiet, your daily time with God in this manner with a few things that I've shared with you today. Well, I hope this was a blessing to your life. I really believe that there were some things that the Holy Spirit allowed me to share with you that can get you on your journey. It don't even matter if you've been saved six months or you've been saved 30 years. I think these things are so important in building a foundation 
with the Lord. If you were blessed, send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Drop me a line and let me know that this show was a blessing to you. Also, you can always go to my website, thomasadeloach.com. Check us out there. Have a subscriber box. Put your email in there. Click the send button and I'll send you a free PDF that will also help you in your personal time, your relationship with the Lord. Listen, I'm always looking for financial partners. I love to do this show, but it does cost some money. And if you believe you want to be a partner and help me reach more people for Christ on that same website, thomasadeloach.com, scroll all the way down, almost to the bottom of the screen there, and there's a donation tab. No dollar amount is too big or too small. I promise you, if you so into this ministry, I promise you God will be a blessing to your life. Also, I want you to share my podcast. I want to grow my channel because I believe I have some good things to say. And I believe if you're listening, you believe I got some good things to say. It has helped your life, I pray, in a great way. Share this episode with somebody. Tell somebody to go to the website. They can subscribe to Apple Podcasts. I'm being played there. Uh, Podbean, I'm being played there. Different other platforms, I've noticed that my show is there. But I want you to share it. Don't wait. Click a, click that share button and share it through an email, through a text message, and let somebody know that's going through. Again, I've often said this. If you're afraid right now to share your faith, hey, use me to share, share your faith uh, with somebody. Say, hey, man, I want you to listen to Pastor Deloach. He's got some good things to say. It's helped me. It's empowered me. It's encouraged me. And do that. Because when you do, you are ministering and helping somebody as you are being helped. If you can do that for me, oh man, I would appreciate it so much. All right. I'm always praying for my viewers and listeners, thanking God for you. Do something great today. Get out there and enjoy your day. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.